Welcome to the Daily Advent Devotional Podcast from the First United Methodist Church of Fort Worth. This is the second Thursday in Advent. Lord of the whole earth, the heavens proclaim your beauty. May we behold your splendor, glory, and majesty, O Lord, in all the forms they assume, seen and unseen, obvious and hidden. We rejoice in you and give thanks and praise to your holy name. Amen. Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 23. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? How they entered the house of God, and they ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for him or his companions to eat but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and yet are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He left that place and entered their synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand, And they asked him, Is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him? He said to them, Suppose one of you has only one sheep, and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath. Will you not lay hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a human being than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and it was restored as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. When Jesus became aware of this, he departed. Many followed him, and he cured all of them, and he ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what had been spoken throughout the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not wrangle or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed or quench a smoldering wick until he brings justice to victory. And in his name the Gentiles will hope. 
Then they brought to him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and he cured him so that the one who had been mute could speak and see. All the crowds were amazed and were saying, Can this be the son of David? When you hear this scripture reading, are you surprised that people would be upset to see Jesus healing others or providing for hungry followers? If so, that's an example of how much Jesus has already influenced your life, whether you're aware of it or not. The people who are upset at Jesus are upset at him for breaking rules, religious rules, rules that are ultimately, they think, all about pleasing God and living in connection with God. They're doing what they think is what makes the most sense, putting God ahead of everything else. Jesus is showing them with his actions and with his priorities and supporting it with his teachings that what he's doing is pleasing God, is providing for others in the way that makes God happiest. Over and over again, Jesus shows that when we lose sight of God's ultimate values, love, healing, connection, provision, it's then that we're farthest from God. And no amount of rule following can make up for what it is to live and love trusting in God's grace. Our music selection today is from our Fifth Street Bells, piano and organ, playing Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. This classic hymn is a praise to God and the goodness of God's creation. If you have your hymnal, turn to page 89 and sing along.
Today's reading for reflection is an excerpt from Gifts Constant Coming by Michael Downey. The reason for the hope of the Christian is that in the incarnation, Eden has been restored. The gifts of life, fullness, and future, once refused, are offered yet again. We are forgiven, given before we would even think to ask. The most appropriate response to this gift is not to grab or to hide, but to receive and then to live freely from this gift, a gift that can never be repaid. Let us close in prayer, praying together for the world, for our church, for our loved ones, for ourselves, and for all who do not yet know God's love and grace. For it is in eager anticipation of the coming of Christmas that we pray the words that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.